Welcome to this little episode of 90s Tunes with Avery and Lena. I expect it to be a big episode, but about <laughs> Tori Amos' Little Earthquakes. Yes. Yeah, I say it's going to be big because uh, just right off the bat, this album was life-changing for me. Life-changing, eh? Life-changing. Wow. I discovered it as a teen. It was out in 1992. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's around when I discovered it a year or so later. I don't even know. I had it on a tape that was taped from maybe my sister taped it for me. I don't even know. I remember having it. And it might have had Nirvana's, what's their big album? The Blue? Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, that's the name of the album? No, never mind. The name yeah, of the thank album. you. I, <laughs> um, on the other side and just taped off another tape or something. Oh, okay. But, and I, so awkward teenage girl, very shy, quiet. And just learned, I don't know, that she was just kind of weird redhead out there saying some profound things, I thought, as a teen. And yeah, and I felt like she was different. I didn't know anyone else listening to her and just made me feel, yeah, life changing. So is this one of your all time favorite albums? Yes. How often do you listen to this album? Mm, once every two weeks. It's probably the average. Sometimes okay. I'll listen to it a couple of days in a row and then not for a little while. I like to listen to it in the bath and sing along. I also, it's between this and Under the Pink, depending on my mood, but I listen to Tori Amos probably once a week. Is Under the Pink another Tori yes. Amos song? Or uh, album? album. Yeah, it's her next one with Cornflake Girl. You might know that song. I'd say most people would know that more than Sure. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid to do this album. Why are you afraid to do this album? I'm afraid you'll hate it, and it's so, I don't want to say important, that sounds cheesy, but important to me. I feel the same way, and that's sort of the same reason why I have not picked a couple of the albums that I want to do. Like, there's a couple albums that I really, really liked in the 90s, and I haven't done them yet, mostly because I'm afraid that you won't like them, and... Or they won't hold up? Yes, more of the fear is that it won't hold up. That's my fear for some. Not this because I've been listening to it, but... Yeah. Well, frankly, I don't care if you like it or not because I'll still listen to it. Yeah, yeah. But there's some... Like, there's an album that I really want to do and I listen to periodically. Like, not every week or every month, maybe, but I, I try not to listen too much because it's like a treat. Yeah. Where it's really good and I really enjoy it and I don't want to wear it out. And for me, I get that. And I have some albums like that. For me, this one's Comfort, almost. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Had you heard it before? You must have heard me listening to it. I've heard it, but I think it just... Background? Yeah, it blends in with everything else that's going on. So, And I felt that way when I was listening to this album. Like, I didn't really... I couldn't pick out something. Like, I couldn't pick out one song over another. It just all seemed to blend in together. Okay, sometimes that's not, I don't find that about this album, but I've found that about other albums, like Hootie and the Blowfish almost. Yeah, But that's not necessarily, to me, that's not a bad thing. I guess when I, I wasn't really listening to the lyrics and having that same impact that you had. Yeah. So maybe that's why it didn't, that's why it blended together more than it did for you. Yeah, I could see that. There's actual lyrics from her that just, even if they don't mean anything, just stick out in my head. Okay, like what kind of lyrics? Like in Happy Phantom when they say, when she says, 
They say confusion does his crossword with a pen. I don't know. That just sticks in my mind. That just shows out when um when she says in um precious nail precious things, and I don't even know all the words that she says. And she goes, "But those nine inch nails, you little hmm, smashing <laughs> the heart of every nice girl." <laughs> Okay. I don't know. There's just some that silent all these years when she says, you hope you better hope I bleed real soon. Just the way she says it. I don't know if any of those stuck out for you. No, no, no it didn't. I mean, as soon as I hear this album, Crucify, just that piano, I like almost get shivers. Okay. Like it's that impactful for me. Was it that impactful when you were younger as well? Like yes. the first time hearing it? Yes. It was so different than anything that I heard up to that point. It was the beginning, at least for me, of strong female artists, even though there might have been some in like, you know, in the 80s, there was like Cyndi Lauper or Madonna, but they were more pop. And and I'd say there's some 70s like, or things I didn't listen to, like Kate Bush is one of, she gets compared to a lot, which I don't really know a lot by her. Yeah, I think that, I think she was lost for many years and then Stranger Things brought her back. She says like, I think she said Joan Baez and maybe Joni Mitchell are some of Tori Amos's inspirations. I never really listened to them. I don't really have much to add to this album. (laughs) I could talk all day. Well, keep on talking. let's start with Tori Amos herself. Let's talk about her. One, I was shocked and really saddened to find out she's not a real redhead. Um, She's a brunette, which had you recognized the look of Tori Amos, like her red hair at least, or? No, I'm looking, I was looking at pictures of her today and that's all I saw was red hair, but different shades of red, so. Oh, okay. Her real name is Myra Ellen Amos and she used to go under the name Ellen for a while, her middle name, but then a friend said she looked like a Tory pine tree, which is kind of an unusual pine tree, and she went with Tori. Okay, okay. Um, she taught herself how to p- play piano. By the age of two, she was copying songs she only heard once playing them. Age of three, she was composing her own song. By the age of five, she became the youngest student at the Peabody Institute for Music. She was kicked out at 11 because they, um, and her scholarship was taken from her they said according to her because she liked rock and roll and pop and didn't like reading music and that was kind of okay she really liked led zeppelin i heard i've heard her compared to some of her songs compared to some led zeppelin songs i don't know enough led they weren't like the led zeppelin songs i knew so i didn't look it up by 13 she was playing in gay bars and piano bars do you think the piano skill set would transfer to piano as well yes because she in one of her albums boys for Pelace plays a harpsichord i don't know if you know what a harpsichord is it's kind of like an organ ish and you could see if she could play that piano that piano's kind of in between (laughs) yeah but what her father was a pastor and he used to take her to these gay bars and piano bars which is kind of nice she was religious growing up i think you can if you listen to the lyrics you could see she's not over-religious anymore. She was signed to a contract at the age of 11, but I don't know. She made some demos or something. Um, in 1986, she was in a band called Why Can't Tori Read? It was a synth-pop band. <laughs> it didn't do well. They made an album it didn't do well, and then she released Little Earthquakes in 1992. Released in February 
in the U.S. and January in U.K. because she did a lot of work in the U.K. I, I thought so because a lot of the people playing on the album were from the U.K. Yeah, she worked with Ian Stanley from from Fears, uh, Tears for Fears. Okay, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Most of the songs she had written or had kicking around or reinvented for this. And back in 2022, it celebrated its 30 years anniversary with a graphic novel called Tori Amos Little Earthquake. And one of the contributors for this graphic novel was Canadian Margaret Atwood. Oh, I thought you were going to like Say McFarlane, this <laughs> comic book guy, oh, Canadian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess she's friend with Neil Gaiman, who I think is a an author. Might do some graphic novels. Oh, okay. She references them, I think, in the next album. So yeah. that's your Canadian connection. That's my Canadian connection. I had a Canadian ca- connection as well. The keyboard programming guy on track six, Phil. Happy Phantom. Track sure. Yeah. Phil Sinead. He was born in Canada. Nice. So doesn't say where or anything because he Canada. moved close uh, quickly after that. Oh, okay. Probably got a little little bindle going on and moved his baby butt out to the <laughs> to the states. So, but yeah, that's all I have that's for Canadian. Yeah, that's all I have for a Canadian connection. I also mentioned she was friends with friends with Neil Gaiman. Gaiman, sorry, and she was also friends with Trent Reznor for a while. Oddly enough. Courtney Love had something to do with them not becoming friends. I don't know the okay. story. But anyway, I always thought that he got the name Nine Inch Nails from her reference, those Nine Inch Nails in um, Precious Thing. But then I learned today, it might be that it was for the Nine Inch Spikes used for crucifixion. That That's why he called the band Nine Inch Nails. Okay. And that's probably why she re- references Nine Inch Nails and Crucify. Okay. I, I, I never really looked into that. No, I just, I wondered if they got the name from that, but his band got the name in 1988, and this was out in 92, so. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I also, so you couldn't differentiate any songs? No, I could. It just, like, you, I knew that there was a new song playing. It just seemed to all blend in together, and that's just how I felt about the album. Okay. Do you have a favorite song? No. Do you have a least favorite song? <laughs> no. There's some running themes throughout. I just found feminism, like, silent all these years. It was like, oh, I can talk, you know? Okay. Anti-religion stuff, like the name Crucify. She talks about, like, the Nine Inch Nails. Oh, I said that was in Crucify. It was actually in Precious Things. Okay. Um, she talks about her rape when she was raped at knife point in when she was 21, 22, in Me and a Gun, at the the last song on the album, except for not the last, if you heard, listen to the deluxe. That's fun, and there's, it's, there's not a lot of music. It's just her. It's very... She didn't play it for a lot of years, and because of that, she won an award. She won the DC Rape Crisis Center Vision Award for that year, and she's big in, ant, like, preventing rape and rape. Okay. No rape philanthropy but you know and i guess there's some talk that oliver stone wanted to use that movie in, that song in natural born killers every time the girl mallory killed someone but okay. Tony amos didn't want it there was talk that she was supposed to be mallory but i don't know if this is really true i there's not too much like i like that there's some haunting songs some beautiful i wrote haunting down <laughs> beautiful songs <laughs> happy fandom 
Phantom is kind of happy. Okay. Yeah, her videos are interesting. There's one where she's, if you look for this album anyway, there's um, Silent All These Years. She's in a box and it rolls around. There's some winter when she's dancing with kids and then she goes through this hole in the wall and then it's a white room. She's wearing all white. She's playing a white piano. and She has a very different way to play the piano. She kind of like spread eagles her legs and kind of like turns a bit away from the piano to really get into it. Um, it's kind of she's known for that. I've seen performances on YouTube where she has a piano behind her and she's playing two. She turns her back. Like like a 90s, or sorry, like an <laughs> 80s synthesizer player? Kind of. So interestingly, on the B side of this, there were a couple of songs, which I didn't know had anything to do with this album. She does Angie by the Rolling Stones, which okay, is an amazing yeah, yeah. version. She also does Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yes. Which... That's how I know the words to this song. Did you, <laughs> smells like Teen Spirit, but yeah. Had you heard her version of yes, that? Yeah. Yes, yes, I Did you have. like it or? Uh, I think it's just there for me. Okay. Not liking it or hating it. It's just indifferent. And you're not necessarily like someone who would love Nirvana so much that only yeah. a, another version would disappoint. Now, one reason maybe you don't like her is I've heard her say in an interview I'm too raw for straight men. <laughs> no, it's not that I dislike her. I just oh. I just didn't really get into it that much, yeah. like as much as you did. Yeah. But I did find it very raw. It is raw. <laughs> I mean, she talks about her rape, and a couple of times she kind of like hints at it. Okay. Yeah. But then again, I wasn't really into the lyrics, and I wasn't deep, doing a deep dive into it, so... And you didn't listen to it all the time since yeah. you were I've listened to years it a, old. <laughs> I've listened to it a few times over the past week, so... Yeah. Any stats on it? Yes, it did reach number 49 in the Canadian albums, which isn't too high, but it's still up there. I think this was a little bit of a cult... kind of cult classic-ish. Okay. Can you say that about... CDs yeah. as opposed to yeah yeah and it sold it went gold so it sold fifty thousand copies in Canada and you had a bootleg version yeah I didn't I didn't buy one but I bought a lot of her next CDs <laughs> oh, okay actually I think at one point I did own the CD I think I might have actually bought the CD because I can kind of picture having it so probably when I got a CD player okay guess you don't have a favorite song to talk about no. what's going on our um no list. whatever you want to put on there i think i am going to go with it's between two let's go with crucify okay yeah i'm not gonna argue that you see i, I deliberated it was between that and maybe silent all these years precious things i went with that okay so <laughs> are you glad i picked this i i am i'm not disappointed or anything like like i said i wasn't Mortified. I didn't hate it. Mortified. <laughs> it just wasn't what I usually listen to. So, yeah, it was a little bit too soft for what I usually listen to. Yeah, which is kind of funny because for me it's so angry, okay. but in a different kind of... I think the lyrics, of, yeah, not the music I, tone. I think in a different kind of anger, too, yeah. like more biting anger than like metal anger. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you'll probably be happy to listen to something else. And yes. What is your ch choice? I'm going to go with a album that I've never heard, but I've heard this band. I've heard 
songs from them before. Mm-hmm. And I needed something completely different yep. than what we've been doing lately. I wanted something not Hootie and the Blowfish or Jewel or yeah, Tori Amos. Amos. Yeah. So we are going to go with a Canadian band still mm-hmm. with 80s metal. And I'm going to say it's 80s metal, even though it was released in 1990. Okay. And we're going with the album Never Never Land by Annihilator. Okay, I'd never heard of it. <laughs> Wait, Annihilator might sound... Yeah, they kicked around for a long time, and they are Canadian, so you I may mean, have heard the name here and there, but I'm, I've am i never heard this whole album, so I'm really looking forward to it. What was the name of it again? Never Neverland? Yes. Okay. I mean, and to make the joke from How I Met Your Mother, the 80s didn't hit Canada until the 90s anyway, so... <laughs> That is true. So, yeah. I'm slightly terrified <laughs> that I'm going to be listening to something I hate for a week, but I'll give it, I always give it a go because sometimes I'm surprised yeah. by myself. I can tell you right now, I'm getting in a car tomorrow. I'm driving to Edmonton. So, I'll be up in, in the car five, six o'clock whenever I get going. Mm-hmm. And I am putting this album on. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm really hoping to hit strength training this week. <laughs> and it seems like this. Sound. This sounds like something that could grow really well with that. I hope so. Because Tori Amos and strength training didn't really <laughs> coincide. No, I don't think it would. Yeah, tune in next week for that. And Friday? Friday we have... Gangster's Paradise? No, we don't have a song pick for Friday yet. Okay. Because that was last Friday. Well, we'll tell you on Friday. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening.